Free-thinking atheist witchy farmer, herbalist, wise woman, obia woman, healer, off-grid homesteading hedge witch, living close to nature, black Hispanic, Afro-Latina, Jamaican, Honduran, Caribbean American, honoring and embodying the spirit of Queen Nanny of the Maroons, born in the inner city of Boston, educated and came of age in the affluent Metro West suburbs, escaped to beautiful, rural, central Massachusetts in 2015. Welcome to Sweet Sage Homestead. Dead Farm and Path of a Green Witch podcast. My name is Andrea. Remember, Black Lives Matter and love is love. In this episode, I want to talk about herbal wine. So if consuming alcohol is not your thing, feel free to skip this one. Have you ever heard of kale? You probably know about the leafy green vegetable called kale, but have you heard of kale spelled C-A-L-E? Kale is a wellness company that was founded by Nana Merriweather, who was inspired to develop a line of herbal-infused wines while she was studying herbalism. Forbes actually published an article about Nana and her company on March 2nd, 2021. I'm going to share a little bit of that article. Nana Merriweather has lived many lives. At just 35, she's been Miss USA, she's competed in professional volleyball tournaments, even training for the Olympics. Merriweather worked at a renowned media company, she did postgraduate work in pre-medical sciences, and she works at Consensus, a software and blockchain accelerator created by the co-founder of Ethereum, which is the second biggest digital currency behind Bitcoin. Now Merriweather can add something else to her resume. Resume. Founder of Kale, a wellness company focused on alcohol alternatives, creating herbal wines. Merriweather's journey into business owner and winemaker began in 2017 after an annual physical where the doctor told her that she was on the verge of being pre-diabetic. Alarmed, the former beauty queen began asking questions about her health and happiness. She ended up creating a blog where she could journal about her journey. She dove into topics like yoga and meditation. She researched and wrote about why sugar is dangerous and how people are supposed to eat. At first, Meriwether was testing and playing with herbs out of her small New York City kitchen. When that became too claustrophobic, she began using her mother's kitchen in Maryland. All this while, Meriwether worked full-time as a software company, self-funding her operation by using half of every paycheck to pay for her new business. She was also applying for grants and assistance. In January of 2020, she was approached by a large alcohol and spirit company interested in helping fund her venture. Then COVID-19 hit. They cut my funding. It was a really, really dark time, Meriwether said. There are not that many African-American women winemakers, period. And when I lost this funding, I could have easily stopped building, but I kept going. Meriwether continued to self-fund her business. She even sold her New York City apartment, moved to California, and began living with friends and family to save money while getting her company off the ground. In the summer of 2020, she received a few grants to help, and she finally developed her first product, Hibiscus Pinot Noir. Kale is currently offering a Napa-grown Pinot Noir that is infused with hibiscus flowers. Hibiscus subdarifa is the plant that made celestial seasonings famous. The large, tropical hibiscus flowers make a beautiful ruby-red tea. The flavor is somewhat tart with a sweet aftertaste. Hibiscus is high in vitamin C and bioflavonoids. It has slightly astringent properties. Hibiscus is useful for treating mild colds, flus, 
bruising, and swelling. Go to drinkkale.com to learn more. D-R-I-N-K-C-A-L-E dot com. I learned about kale recently when Nana sent me a message through the Anchor app. Hi, Andrea. My name is Nana Merriweather, and I'm founder of an herbal wine company called Kale. We just launched this February, and I'm a studying herbalist myself and was just flipping through podcasts, came across yours. And if you ever wanted to do an interview or some sort of cross-promotion, I would love to work with you. I love your work. Um, You can email my team at hello at drinkkale.com and kale is c-a-l-e so it's hello at d-r-i-n-k-c-a-l-e.com but yeah would love to work with you thank you Thank you for reaching out, Nana. I'm looking forward to trying your hibiscus Pinot Noir. If you'd like to leave a message for me too, it's really easy to do through the Anchor app. I would love to hear from you. Before receiving Nana's message about kale herbal-infused wines, I had never really thought about herbal wines, medicinal wines, or herbal-infused wines. I was familiar with tinctures, which are made by soaking herbs in strong alcohol like vodka. Sometimes vinegar or glycerol is used to make a tincture instead of alcohol, but I hadn't thought about infusing grape wine with medicinal herbs. On drinkkale.com, Nana Merriweather explains that herbal wine is traditionally made by simply fermenting the herb without the use of grapes. MotherEarthLiving.com published an article on June 1, 2005 called How to Make Herbal Wine by Catherine Kingsbury. In the Mother Earth Living article, Catherine Kingsbury says, you can make wine out of anything but a rock. There are links to recipes for a basic warty wine, grape leaf wine, which you can actually substitute raspberry leaves, blackberry leaves, or stinging nettles. You could even use very young oak leaves or very young walnut leaves too. There's also a link for potato spice wine, dandelion wine, which you can substitute any edible flower in the dandelion wine. And then there are links for switchel syrup and shrub. Switchel and shrub are vinegar-based soft drinks that were popular in the days before soda fountain and canned soda became available. The old English word wort, W-Y-R-T, which evolved into wort, W-O-R-T, described a liquor that was made from mashing and fermenting plant leaves. Making wine from herbs is simple once you understand the basic principles. So sugar, yeast, and water are the main actors in turning plants to wine. Yeasts consume sugar and water to produce alcohol and carbon dioxide. Herbs provide micronutrients to the yeast and give the wine its flavor. The more sugar yeasts consume, the more alcohol they produce until finally they produce so much alcohol around 14 to 18 percent of the volume that they can no longer survive. Any remaining sugar contributes to the wine's sweetness. Three pounds of sugar to one gallon of water makes a very sweet wine and two pounds produces a drier wine. The best wines use specialty yeast strains cultivated over centuries by vintners and available at home brewing shops. Some folks rely on wild yeast naturally present in the air, but this is a riskier 
approach because exposing wine to air usually attracts spoilage microbes, especially the vinegar-producing acetobacter. Those are produced in much greater proportions than the alcohol-producing yeasts. To further prevent contamination by wild microbes, you can simmer or steep herbs in boiling water and sterilize any equipment with which the cooled brew comes into contact. Soak your equipment in a solution of 2 tablespoons chlorine bleach in a gallon of water for 10 minutes, then rinse them with clean water, air dry them, and use them immediately. So remember the word wart refers to a liquor that's made from mashing and fermenting plant leaves. Here's what you'll need for a basic warty wine, which is also known as herbal wine. You need a large non-porous container, like glass, ceramic, stainless steel, or enameled metal. You need a plate or lid, a cheesecloth or strainer, a large enameled or stainless steel pot, a small drinking glass or jar that is sterilized, a sterilized glass, ceramic, or food-grade plastic crock or carboy, some plastic wrap and rubber bands, or a tight-fitting lid and airlock, which is a piece of equipment that costs like a dollar or two at brewing shops, and it allows gases to escape the container but not enter it. You also need a few bottles with screw-on caps, jars, or screw-on lids or bottles and new corks that are sterilized and you need a sterile siphon or funnel. If you mess up and your wine turns to vinegar, don't worry, you can make switchel or shrub. The stuff I mentioned is basically just the equipment that you need in order to make a basic warty wine or basic herbal wine, whatever you want to call it. But in terms of the ingredients, you would need three to four quarts of fresh lemon balm, mint, hyssop, sage, or any other culinary herb of your choosing, two gallons of water, four pounds of white or raw sugar, and one packet of wine yeast. You would place the herbs in a non-porous container, pour in boiling water, and cover them with your lid or plate, and let that steep for like one to three days. Then strain the mixture through the cheesecloth, squeezing out all the excess liquid. Then you want to bring that strained infusion to a boil in an enameled or stainless steel pot, remove it from the heat, and then stir in your sugar. You want to cool the infusion to lukewarm and pour a little bit of it into a glass and stir in your yeast and let that sit for 10 minutes or so until the yeast is dissolved and begins to work. Then pour that back into the crock or carboy with the rest of the infusion. You want to cover this with several layers of plastic wrap and secure it with rubber bands or a tight-fitting lid with an airlock. And then let this sit for a month or more until vigorous bubbling stops and a thick layer of yeast covers the bottom of the vessel. Then you want to siphon or funnel your wine into the sterilized jugs or jars. You can compost that vitamin-rich dregs, the stuff at the bottom, or you can save it for soup. You want to cork your jugs loosely or cover them with secured plastic wrap and store in a cool, dark place. This method of capping allows gases to continue to escape
shape as they form. If you cap them too tightly at this point, the gas pressure could build inside the bottle and eventually cause it to explode, which is a dangerous mess. Occasionally, a cork might pop off, and if so, just replace the cork with a clean one and mark the bottle for drinking sooner rather than later, or bring the wine to the kitchen for cooking use. As the jugs sit, sediment continues to form. After one to two months, tap the sides of the container to see if any bubbles rise to the top. If so, try again in a few more weeks. If not, you're ready to pour off the clean wine into sterilized bottles and cap or cork tightly. Then you can store them in a cool, dark place for five to nine months before serving. You can sneak a taste before that if you like, but it will probably taste like hooch. <laughs> so I mentioned before that you could also make herbal wine out of grape leaves. Grape leaves produce a tangy and surprisingly fruity wine. And like I said, you can substitute to any other edible non-aromatic leaves like raspberry leaves, blackberry leaves, currant, stinging nettles, very young oak tree leaves, very young walnut tree leaves are also popular. You want to take your four pounds of grape leaves or other leaves, two gallons of water, eight cups of white sugar, and one packet of wine yeast. Place the leaves in a crock or stainless steel pot, boil the water and pour it over the leaves, cover and let it sit for three days. Stir a couple times a day, then after three days you want to strain and proceed with the other steps like you would for the basic warty wine or basic herbal wine. If you enjoy the spicy heat of ginger, you might want to try this recipe for potato spice wine. The heat of the ginger makes the wine taste as if it had a higher alcohol content than it actually does, but that property mellows with age. So you need three pounds of potatoes, clean, unpeeled, but quartered, and then one pound of wheat berries or brown rice, two gallons of water, two lemons sliced into rounds, two oranges also sliced into rounds, two ounces of fresh ginger root minced, eight cardamom pods, four allspice corns, five pounds of white sugar, and one packet of wine yeast. You simmer the potatoes and the grain in water for 25 minutes, then strain it. Add lemons, oranges, ginger, and other spices. Boil for 15 minutes. Pour into a crock. Cover with a plate or lid and let sit for two to three days. And then you proceed with the normal steps for your basic herbal wine. You can also make herbal wine out of dandelion flowers or any other edible flower that you choose. You want to pick your flowers mid-morning to early afternoon when the dew has dissipated but they are still open like a lion's mane. That's for your dandelions, of course. You may substitute any other edible flower, though, like I said. But if you choose a fragrant flower, you might want to drop the volume of blossoms to about half. Fragrant flowers would be anything like linden or elderflowers, but you can still use those, just maybe less. If you're using dandelion flowers, you want to take six quarts of dandelion flowers with the stalks removed, two gallons of boiling water, two oranges, one lemon, four pounds of sugar, and one packet of wine yeast. Make sure you pick your flowers from an area that is 
free of pesticides. You do not want to use edible flowers that have been sprayed with contaminants. Put the flowers in a crock with boiling water and let it sit overnight, then strain it. Juice the oranges and lemons and set them aside. Put the rinds and the dandelion infusion into a pot. Simmer the mixture covered for 25 minutes. Strain the juice into a crock and then proceed with the steps for your basic warty wine or basic herbal wine. So I've mentioned switchel and here's a recipe for switchel syrup. Remember, switchel and shrub were popular vinegar-based soft drinks in days before soda fountains and canned soda. If you don't happen to produce vinegar accidentally, you can do it on purpose by covering your wine at any point after it has been crocked with a cheesecloth instead of a lid or a cork. And just wait a few weeks or a month and you will almost certainly have vinegar. So in order to make switchel syrup, you need two parts vinegar, two parts molasses or sorghum, four parts raw sugar or maple syrup, and one part grated ginger root, which is zingiber officinale. Put the vinegar and molasses in a stainless steel or other non-reactive pot. Add the grated ginger, simmer it slowly covered for 10 to 15 minutes, then strain it and add the sugar and let it cool. Store this syrup in the refrigerator to mix up some switchel anytime you want. A general guideline for making your switchel is one part switchel syrup to eight parts water, but you can adjust it to taste. So the last recipe I'm going to share is for a drink called shrub. And shrub calls for soaking fruit in an equal measure of vinegar for a couple of weeks and then straining and adding sugar and water. But this recipe offers an herb-infused variation on your traditional shrub. For this recipe, you'd want two cups of fresh lemon verbena, about one and a half cups of vinegar, and then one to four cups of sugar, depending on how sweet you'd like it. And you also need one gallon of cold water. So you would pack your herbs into a pint jar, pour the vinegar over the herbs until the jar is full, and let that sit for a few weeks, or you can heat the herbs and vinegar on the stove for 10 to 15 minutes. After you've either let the herbs sit in the vinegar for a few weeks or heated them on the stove for 10 to 15 minutes, you want to strain the mixture and stir the remaining vinegar with sugar and water and serve that chilled. That is an herb-infused variation on your traditional shrub. If you try any of these yummy herbal recipes, please let me know. All you need to do is download the Anchor app and you can send me a message right through the Anchor app. (laughs) 